Or you still catch a plane? You got uh... ten minutes. Flight one zero one nine has been delayed. So are you on this very delayed flight to Miami? Mm-hmm. Yep. You? Sadly, yes. Mm-hmm. Hi. Is this taken? No, it's all yours. So are you heading home? Yeah, trying. Hi. That's actually my seat. You're kidding. You're not kidding. The name's Jackson. Lisa. So what do you do? As fate would have it, my business is all about you. Where you're going with this? JR. Joe Reisert. Your father? Where did you get that? Grabbed it off your dad's desk next to your graduation picture. You tell the flight attendant and your dad dies. What can I do for you? She's just had a really rough day. A death in the family. Why are you doing this? Somebody wants to send a big brash message. I have to go to the restroom. Okay. I trust you. in there too do dad a favor and stop gambling with his life excuse me this isn't a motel this summer <laughs> from director Wes Craven McAdams, Killian Murphy, Red Eye. And welcome back to the Film Podcast. We are talking planes, we are talking eyes, we are talking red. All this without those bloody snakes. Red Eye. Stu, me, Graham. Exactly. Absolutely. Where's Nim? Where's hashtag Nim gone? Hashtag Nim. Where is he? After after I put out a tweet directed at him yesterday, Hmm. you know... What is the point in having those, uh, having silent letters in, the, in words in the English language? There is no point, but, you know, something for nothing. Exactly. Yeah, um, as hashtag Nim would want. Absolutely, but we're, we are talking a red, red eye. It's a film, what's going to be interesting about it, it's a film none of us have actually heard of. Bear in mind, it's from 2005. It's a film that none of us have seen. And it was only because um, we decided to do the Star Wars one later on, the Empire Strikes Back, when all five of us can be together, that Stu came up with the idea, let's do a film none of us has seen. Um, so yeah. you're guilty of this, whether we like it or not. Well, you yeah, went so, through Netflix. Yeah, so apologies if people download expecting Empire Strikes Back, but we will do that when we can get the uh, What made you the pick Red together. Eye? Uh, is it just the first film you hadn't seen? or did It, it was just going through thing? Netflix, uh, trying to choose a film that no one had seen, and this was the first one that I uh, came across. And that really was it, so... I've never even heard of the film before. No? No. What do we all think going in? We knew roughly what it was about. I mean, we all, I read the, like, the little piece. I thought, oh, God, here we go. I thought, Wes Craven used to be good. Yeah. I love Scream, like the new Nightmare, Freddy Krueger. Did you enjoy that, the new one? I did like it. If I watched it again, it's going to do a... Cl- I know it will do a clerk to me. <laughs> That yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the new one. I like the older version. I prefer the older versions. Yeah. But no, as you say, I mean, but I, I did love Scream. I yeah, Scream, Scream is really brilliant. good. It's an original idea. 
So yeah, it was. It was, and and Wes Craven was the director. Um, so, but then again, the writer I think was Kevin Williamson at the time, and I thought he was quite a good writer. I had to do a study on them both during um, media studies. So, do you know so your stuff? I do know my stuff. I do. Before we get into this, what do you think of the Daredevil trailer? What were your thoughts? Good. Which is also coming out on Netflix. More soon. excited. More. I'm. Um, I'm excited for it. I did. I'm one of the few people that think the film wasn't that bad. I didn't mind the film. Yeah. No, I thought the film was. It wasn't great. But um, what's the, if you watch the uncut version, I would say it adds, out of five, it would add one point to the film. Yeah, I'd say around the time when those types of films were coming out, this was kind of a run-of-the-mill superhero film, wasn't it? It's mm-hmm. not like now when they've got the cinematic universe, and obviously DC are trying to reboot theirs as well. That trying. Get, yeah, you're trying. Yeah, you're, you're getting these kind of films. But from what I saw of the uh, teaser trailer for Daredevil, I... I enjoyed what I saw. It looks quite upbeat, some parts of it, but they're also very similar to Arrow, which is quite dark and moody, isn't it? Yes. But I think this is going to be really good. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah, it's done, it's done by Marvel, but it's such, it's such a shame we don't have more Marvel TV series. I can understand, because I've, I've always thought um, Spider-Man would do really well as a TV series. Mm. Argue, I think it arguably... If they shot it like kind of like they do maybe the Flash, quite quite upbeat or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I think it would do quite well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, it'd be interesting to see how Marvel do, especially as I think personally that DC are ruling the TV series. Oh yeah, for, completely. Um, for superheroes, but it's the other way around. On, yeah, uh, at the cinema. At the cinema, and yeah. it's been and it's been like that since I probably say, for me, it's been it's. It's been like that since Iron Man, um, in terms of the universe. Because I think Batman Begins is fantastic. It's yeah. not really a universe, though, is it? I mean, I, no, I it's not. It's just they... a single character. I mean, you know what you're getting. But it'd yeah. be interesting, because um, on Monday, on the 16th, Gotham's coming back to the UK, isn't it? What do you think? That's, are you excited? Um, yeah, I think it'll be good, because they're going to go to Arkham Asylum. So it'll be interesting to see what characters... Um, they kind of introduce, if any, I mean, a yeah. lot of people have been talking about the Joker and stuff like that, and I've missed I purposely think... all the chat on um, social media about oh, okay. going to be. A I haven't heard about that. Any... I haven't been looking for it, yeah. but I haven't purposely missed. I haven't heard anything about the Joker, so yeah. But there you go. But f- but from jokes to uh, red, no idea what that was about. Um, anyway, no, we've I got here. That's a good link. Red, eye, a woman, a woman, <laughs> Shit, a woman Nick. is kidnapped by a stranger on a routine flight. Threatened by the potential murder of her father, who looks like Breaking Bad. I'm still saying that. He looks like Breaking Bad. He does. She is pulled into a, a plot to assist her captor in offing a politician. Is it kidnapped or is it just an awful choice of well, so- seat and a bad... She couldn't escape anyway, could she? Yeah, exactly. No. So you're not, she's not going anywhere. It wasn't. It's directed by Wes Craven, um, starring Rachel McAdams, Cillian Murphy, Brian Cox are the main people starring. Um... Cillian Murphy's creepy, but we'll go into that a bit later. Yeah. So uh, it came out on the 2nd of September 2005. Budget was uh, roughly 25 million. Um, opening weekend. What would you spend 25 million on? Well, there's a couple of things. Like um, in the trivia, that I plane. the plane, because it was actually, on, the whole set was in hydraulics. So when they wanted to like do the shaking, the whole set would actually move. They didn't go for tradition, like traditional traditional Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shaking, yeah. Cameras that shake and it moves the opposite way. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's a lot of money though for the budget. It is, it is for it? just a 
a film that is basically just a kind of rip off of speed, I guess. Yeah. In a roundabout way, that's all it is. It involves a mode of transport, something going to happen to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I know, it started off interesting because um, it's, it's definitely more with, when I saw Bess Craven on it, I thought, okay, we've pretty much got here a guaranteed horror film, but it wasn't really the case. Um, yeah, I It's more of a thriller. Yeah. But did you, did, you, did you two think horror film at first or not? Um, I thought horror, when I chose it and I saw Wes Craven, I thought it was going to be something about a, a ghost on a plane or some shockingly bad film like that. And part of me hoped it was going to be. Um, and when I just read the little spill on there, when it said about a kind of a, a political assassination, I, I didn't know really what it would be. I, I had no idea what direction it was going to go in. So okay. uh, I just knew that two actors in there or, or actor and actresses in there but that was it really there you go so obviously before I read out IMDb's synopsis um, plot by plot summary funny enough it does actually miss out the fact that right at the beginning of the film we see obviously some old bloke that looks like Brian Cranston on Breaking Bad put his wallet on a table yep. JR on it mm-hmm. I had to double take I thought we're not watching Dallas <laughs> is he going to get in the shower well, they did show that wallet shoot. about 15 times of JR, just in case you missed it. JR. Yeah, that was yeah, a bit in your face, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I said to the missus, I think I've got the message of who's this, what it belongs to. And then we see someone pick it up, not the same person to put it down, interestingly enough. Mm. Yeah, strange that. You having a drink? Pardon? The person, the person I'm, that's I'm actually, you know, like, it, you're the one this episode that's, that's pivotal. Did you know the one? And you take a break. Is an anagram of Neo, which is also an anagram of one. On the Matrix. After attending her grandmother's funeral in Dallas, Texas uh, Lisa Reisert, Reisert, how do you pronounce how do you pronounce that name? I just ignore it. On paper. Reisert. Yeah, Reisert. Yeah. There you go. Um, done really well, well done. That's thank really you. Good. Congratulations. She's, she's obviously got this fear of flying uh, and uh, takes a well, red eye well, flight. Well, more to, you know, to, to take off on the landing, probably, as most people Are do. you guys scared of flying? I'm not. I am a bit. I find it incredibly boring. What about takeoff? Do you, are you trying to be scared of something? No, I love the, no, I love the takeoff. The feeling of kind of being pushed back in your seat—it's great. But I just find flying really, really boring. Just being it's cramped. There. It's worse than being in the car, then, is it? For you? Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, rubbish. It's time. uncomfortable as well. The seats aren't comfy. Well, it depends. You know, if you some of our listeners may be business class passengers. However, we're cattle class, so exactly. uh, or coach. Yeah, if for, uh, for in. Our, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, and James what, gets put in the hole. <laughs> While, while in the check-in, um, she turns up to the check-in in, a, in another taxi. But before that, um, she has the lovely conversation with the receptionist, which is um, the woman from Heroes. And she's the mum, the wife from the Smurfs movie as well. Yeah, and it basically shows her, she's the boss of this hotel, she can get things done. Yeah. Which is obviously quite important to the plot of the film. We is see, she the we boss, or is she a, just like reception manager? She's quite high up. She's, like, she's quite yeah. high up. She has a code, right, and we learn very early in the film... Because people are complaining at the hotel where the receptionist calls her, she has a code that can do things. And they chose her because she has a lot of sway. That's what Cillian Murphy says, isn't it? Yes, she does. She does have a lot of sway. And well, Rachel McAdams, what do we think of her? I think she's great. I, I uh, like yeah. her. Very pretty. Yeah, she's very pretty. Easy on the eyes, which is always. Mm. And she's a really good character. I couldn't think where I'd seen her in before, but it was she was the uh, love interest for. Uh, Owen Wilson in Wedding Crashes. Uh, she played the daughter. And apparently the notebook. 
correct. I, I, I was oh. just watching with the other half yesterday. What's that film? I, 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 I don't know, it's some soppy girly film, but you would probably know more about that than I do, James. I have watched an eight There we are then, so uh, that's one up on you. Yeah. But yeah, I thought she was really good, and I liked her character. She's quite a strong, independent character, isn't she? Yeah, she's been in Mean Girls. Rachel oh yeah, Mean Adams Girls. As well. as well, of course. Um, Sherlock, I didn't recognise her. I would never have guessed her from Mean Girls, believe it or not. No, I mean, that's a... That's a long it's time a, ago. It's a cult film, but it's a long time ago, yeah. That is a long time ago. That was back when Lindsay Lohan was... Uh, Fit. May have had a career in front of her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always laugh. She did, and I like a cake. I know. Yeah, exactly. She was off her tits for most of it. <laughs> when, I've, when I've heard one of those bizarre, what is it, cinematic, uh, bizarre, honest trailers, I mean, they refer to um, Emma Stone as Lindsay Lohan with good parents. I've always, <laughs> yeah, that always makes me laugh, because yeah. I completely agree. Anyway, she obviously gets to the she gets to the uh, flight terminal about in the queue to book in. She meets an older lady by the name of Angela um, Payton, who is interested in Lisa's Doctor Philbrook. Now, obviously, Lisa's had a conversation with her dad. She's reading this Doctor Philbrook. She tells her she's a fan, so Lisa gives the woman the book. Is Doctor Phil a real person? Yeah, in America, he helps people. Self help kind of books, like I want to say Paul McKenna. Right. Like yeah, those type of well, quit smoking, lose weight, and yeah, well, and maybe, like maybe, yeah, you can look a million dollars in a year and stuff like that. Right, well, he'll earn a million dollars in a year. <laughs> yeah. See, he knows all about this because the course he went on. That's true. Did you kind of? Read oh, I didn't know. Luckily, it wasn't really based around like self-help books. It was more uh, like self-loathing. Yeah, self-praise. Uh, do you feel happy today? No. You weren't this morning. <laughs> I was not this morning. No, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was probably a 12 on a 1 to 10 scale of uh, mm. pissed off. Yeah, that's fair enough, it's a normal day. Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, while in this checking queue, um, it's, as with all things happens at airports, flights are delayed, people get for quite frustrated. That's another thing mm. I don't like about air travel, delays. Um, you don't like much, do you? You really don't. <laughs> now, obviously, we have this uh, rude passenger, uh, Lauren Lester, I think it's played by, um, in, in, in the queue. Very quickly, he starts going crazy at the, uh, obviously, one, you know, one of the lovely reception, whatever ladies. Check-in ladies. They call them check-in ladies these days, do they? Well, that's what, what she, her job was, wasn't it? She was a lady and she was checking. Airport staff. Airport staff. Yeah, okay. But she was a check-in lady there, wasn't she? Yeah. So, she's standing there. Customer saying, service agent, there you go. Customer, customer service agent. And obviously, our friendly Person facilitator. Oh, fantastic. Are we, we going to carry on? Come on. I just wait for you to make no, a start. No, no, no. Come up with another one, idiot. No. Come on, no. I'm not continuing now until you come up with another one. <laughs> a silent podcast. Okay. <laughs> come on, just... just oh no, I'm not moving on now until you come up so, with another one. What about one? if I come up with one? Okay. Okay, um, services agent. That is rubbish. But, uh, that'll do. If that'll it makes you talk, mate. Then you will make me talk. Anyway, um, there's, we have Mr. Angry Man out there shouting at everyone and Lisa... Did you, was he your favourite character, Graham, in uh, the film? No, the no. Person who moaned. No, he wasn't. No, no shut it up. Okay. You can't sympathise with him, really, because I think a lot of people have been to airports uh, or, or trains and have things cancelled, and it's really annoying. Yeah. Particularly when it's, a, a, you know, I'd imagine a flight. He gets really angry, and luckily, um, Jackson Ripner, played by Cillian Murphy, the first time we see him, helps Lisa, steps in, plays the good, plays the good guy, calms everything down... Very philosophical about Good it. guy, really? No, I don't think so. No, his eyes, and then the yeah, way okay, he grabs okay. the eyes. I mean, I've got here, Silly Murphy eyes. He's really, really creepy. 
isn't he? Well, he looks. He grabs the guy by the arm, so he makes the contact, which a lot of people don't like. And then he looks at him, and obviously that uh, the other guy who's moaning can see something in his eyes, uh, which reflects that he's you think a so? fucking nutcase. Yeah, you can which, tell. Yeah, which instantly sparks fear in the uh, the moany bloke's eyes, and he just stops, and no one else sees this. So, so did you know he was the bad guy straight from the offset? Yeah, he looks like a fucking lunatic. He has got this look in his eyes, Cillian Murphy, which is brilliant. We, I think it's because he's got such piercing blue eyes. But I think he's also it makes him look crazy. Like he did in Batman. Yeah, or look, like Ray Liotta, I think he's got crazy eyes as well. Yeah, there's such piercing eyes. Mm. And he's one of those people who doesn't really have to say anything. He can. It just looks extremely menacing. Okay, was he better in this or Batman, do you think? Oh, they're completely different films. Know, you, you, can't, can't, you can't really compare. No. Okay, what, what do you think then? I think he was a lot more menacing as the Scarecrow. And I thought but he was they're completely better. different characters. I have an opinion. I was brave enough. Yeah. <laughs> well done for step forward okay. and making an opinion. But interestingly, pointless. a bit of trivia to do with that in the silly Murphy's eyes. He wanted this part so much, he obviously flew out to meet... To, um, Meet uh, Wes, Wes Craven. He took a plane from England to Hollywood two days before his wedding, uh, and Craven later gave him the part, saying that it was his eyes that won him over. It's true. He has got really menacing eyes, and I think any role that he's in, he'd find it extremely hard not to be typecast and no, play true. someone who's a complete fruitcake. And he then does he, it very well. He, I don't really, I don't really want to call him a lech, but he kind of like um, pretty much as what uh, you know asks. Lisa's couch out on like a mini date, so to speak. You know, let's go have lunch. Well, no. Yeah, he says it's a Mexican, together. doesn't it? Mexican, they, they, they make the, the best Me- Mexican... I don't know, I forgot what he... But you find him. why he is kind of a wee bit pushy and forwards, don't you? Oh, in the end you do, yeah. yeah. But, but at this point, it was at this point when I thought, that's a bit creepy. Did you not... Did you kind of think... I mean, I didn't know anything about this film. And I instantly knew that as soon as I saw him, he's not there to help her. He's not a kind of a, like a sidekick to her who's going to help her whatever happens on the plane. I instantly knew or thought that whatever happens, he's going to be the cause of it. Well, at this point, he is going to be sitting next to Lisa, isn't he? He knows that. We don't know that yet. No. But after watching the film, he must have known that anyway. So he must have known, well, whatever happens, I'll be sitting next to her. Well, yeah, unless, unless it was just... It got the same it, flight, but... It wouldn't have been a coincidence, because it was too... But there's no way of guaranteeing you're going to get the same seat on a plane. Mind you, they're quite organised, aren't they? If, if they're willing to yeah, do what they do, they must be quite... Yeah, they would have been able to find out exactly what yeah. seat she was in, and yeah. and especially to get a window seat, not an aisle as well. Yeah. So she's, so she's naturally trapped in. Yeah. Well, exactly, and obviously they go, for their, they go for their nice little coffee. Well, not really coffee, rendezvous. And then there's that moment where... You know that moment... Um, I'd imagine if you've ever been on a date, I haven't, but um, <laughs> where you think, do I get the number, do I not? And there's that almost awkward moment when they both get up, when their flight's announced. Yeah. And they're both like, oh, we'll see you later. And it, and it never quite happens. If you was going to get a girl's number, how would you do it? Because some people use the technique of, give me your phone, and then they put their number in it. Would you be as subtle as that? How would you do it, Jay? How would I do it? I'm not, I'm, I'm not very good with these kind of things. I'd probably just say, can I have your number? Go about yourself, right? I just, I would probably just fold and cry like a girl and run away. No, but you can't. You're, you're like the coolest one here. Yeah. You know about cars and, and computers, sports skills, sports skills, aviators, yeah. sunglasses, 
shorts and Still sunglasses. Still looking cool. Oh, there goes. But not Velcro, we've learned. Not Velcro. Not Velcro. Not Velcro, but... Even though it was developed. Mm. Although it was made, but it was changed and developed into fiberglass to be used by NASA to hold on to parts in space. But the fact wasn't right though, was it? His integrity shot after yeah, it was. Do you know what? I don't care. Oh, yeah, I no, you've still got sports skills, and ever since episode three, and, and you've had those skills. If, if we were the Goonies, you'd be the leader. So yeah, and if you were a Top Gun, you'd be Maverick. And if as we just established, exactly. Yeah. And if we were Batman, you'd be Batman. Yeah. And if we're doing a Spider-Man podcast, you'd be Doctor Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, Lisa obviously gets on the plane after all this, and then she sits with her, the, and then she finds out. Oh, lo and behold, I'm sitting next to this creepy guy, and I'm sure I know he he refers to it. Jackson Ripner is his name. It is a player, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. But he, why? He's got nothing. It's nothing to do with it. Oh yeah, it, it, no. Going going forward, you are absolutely correct. There was nothing to do with it. But did he wonder? Oh, is he going to be a Jack the Ripper character? Is it going to kind of like be so I didn't some kind of? That. I, didn't even pick I, that. I did. I kind of thought there was some so kind of. Before that, though, potentially. you see the the shot when they go to the crate of fish, don't they? Which uh, is yes. and that the, with all the guns. Yeah. yeah, but I know we saw that, and I didn't think I completely forgot about that. Obviously, but when I was watching it, I completely forgot about that until the scene. So I thought that that crate. Um, was going on a plane. I thought there was a bomb on the plane. Or something yeah, me like too, that. me too. And that's what they were smuggling on there, but it doesn't really make sense that they no. put fish on a plane. So They do put fish on a plane. Yeah, but when they smashed it open. And snakes. And snakes. But only the one, thank God. Yeah. yeah. Also, when we got to the uh, airport, I was really, I started laughing because they've got, obviously, um, Cillian Murphy and the Rachel... Was it McAdam? She's the coach. She's from yeah. Lisa, but she's played yeah. by Rachel. They've got her. And then they introduced the little girl who's first time flying. Then they've got the old lady. So they started ticking all the trope boxes. And I said to the missus that all they need is a newlywed couple who are flying out for the Luckily there wasn't one. To go on there. Then they've got the whole... No, the closest thing we had to the newlywed couple were the two yeah. skater boys, really. snakes on a plane set, haven't they? But it was. But this is Wes Craven. I mean, this is the girl at the screen. You, I think... You kind of need, you do need, maybe not all of them, but you do need certain tropes. Or is he just taking mm, the stereotypical people that would be on a plane? Yeah, I mean, like, you would get first time fly, you would get like an annoying little old lady, you would get two skater twats, and then, you know, mm. you'd get, there's, there's got to be a psychopath, and, um, yeah. and a cute but, girl. But yeah. do you think that they were focused, as Stuart was saying, on all these tropes towards the, at the beginning? Not really, it just and, kind of padded it out, didn't it? Yeah, but in the, in the end, I, even I felt they were a bit carried, they didn't play as big a role as I thought they would. The focus was on them quite a lot from the, you know, say like the first third of the film. Yeah. And they still played quite a bitty role throughout. There wasn't massive scenes on the plane. No, there's only really that old lady and the, uh, the cougar who was... Uh, and, and the young girl initially, you know, kind yeah, of. the young girl as well, yeah. But nothing really came of the young girl being on there. Nothing really came of the old lady being on there. Yeah. And I don't know if it was a play on, are these, are these going to get killed by this bloke somehow? <coughs> yeah, the only person I thought would was to get killed was the old lady. Well, yeah, we all thought that, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Later, I thought, later on yeah. But anyway, they're, they're sitting next to each other on the plane. Obviously, Lisa's quite surprised that um, Mr. Jackson uh, is on the same seat as her. He politely and gentlemanly helps... Uh, with the luggage, and then he, the blonde cougar, as you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, so too. And they then sit down, he 
which is quite clearly a nervous flyer because after takeoff we've got all the uh, mumbo jumbo with the you know the set moving around looking to scare people. Bruce I've, Willis, take your shoes off. That, I tell you what, that has got to be the worst takeoff ever though. I've never had a takeoff. No, ever seen a takeoff. I don't know. I had a British one back from Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Take, oh. The weather was so the weather was so bad. I've had my plane hit by lightning before, but and all the lights went out. Nice. Yeah, but I had a rubbish one. One left Southampton to go to uh, Tenerife. But were you well. flying fresh air? I was. Oh, oh, yeah, great well, name. Well, there we go. Fresh air. I mean, buddy, you've Ryanair. Easy chat. It's awful. Fresh isn't it? air. Who flies? Who looks to fly with fresh air? It's just shocking, mate. But we should just like there, there must start be, a couple. Start there's got a couple to be a reason why it was called fresh air. It must be some in joke or something we completely missed. Is there an IMDb? It... At the trivia, I couldn't see anything. I printed a few things off. Like the entire airplane set was built in hydraulics, so when turbulence was called for in the script, the set actually shot from side to side. We've uh, spoke about that, though. We have. So that's your only fact we've done there, James. I did, well, I did, mention, I did mention Scream. Uh, Neve, Cam- Neve Campbell was um, considered for the role, along with Amanda Peet, Rachel Wise, Robin Wright, Jennifer Connolly and Claire Danes were all considered for the role. Okay. I think it worked out really well in the end, anyway. Yeah, I thought it was a, a good cast. So, now, the most shocking for some, but probably not for people here, um, Lisa is shocked when Jackson transitions into something she never expected. Uh, he reveals to her that he's pretty much a terrorist operative working for a group intending to assassinate um, the United States Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security, Charles Keefe, played by Jack Scalia, and his family. He tells Lisa that... Obviously, as Stu was saying, she's instrumental in his plans because she can get, they know what hotel he's going to. Yeah. And obviously, he wants her to move him to the hotel. Now, at this point, did you believe him or did you think he was taking the make initially? Straight away. Um, what, Cillian Murphy's character? Yeah, when he, when, when he came out of that spiel, were you like, to be serious? I don't know. If I sat next to someone and they said they were an assassin or they kill people and stuff like that, I would I'd, just laugh. I'd be quite worried, to be honest. You would. If they look like Cillian Murphy, yeah, well, it's just the way he says it, isn't it? The way he says it, he's just like she goes, oh, starts asking him questions, and he just rattles it off like you're just talking normally. Yeah. And then so it's just and and you don't know whether to take it seriously or you not. Don't, do you? But yeah. it's the way with a deadpan face, and he's just like, yeah, rattles it off. Oh, and yeah, your instrument. And then it's just the way he goes through her life as well. That on the takeoff to calm her down, and he then talks about her life. But she just thinks he's being really nice and chatting to her. But actually, he's not. He's in that particular scene. He's just regurgitating everything he knows about her. Mm. And then she does, it doesn't twig until later on. The fact that hold on a minute, he said all that, and then oh yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, I think the option you got is either telling the truth or he's a mental patient potentially. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, or both. Because um, I was I wasn't sure whether to believe him. Uh, it, I, you know, then someone that looks. I like think him, we all knew. We all knew at this point he he was bad news anyway. Yeah. And obviously Lisa's task is to use the in-flight phone to call her assistant of the hotel and get her to change, obviously, the room that uh, Mr. Keith is staying in his family, even though he always stays in the same room. And she quite clearly makes that clear to uh, Mr. Jackson. And uh, he knows better, and he orders her to make the call and orders the hotel staff to change the reservation from room 3825 to 4080. Now, this is the room which you find out, obviously, that faces the harbour. Beautiful whole, view, though. It is a beautiful view, and yeah. the whole fish thing comes into play and everything, but we don't really realise that until a tiny bit later. Now, at this point, obviously, it would have been easier for Lisa simply to do the deed, 
and get it and get it over and done with. Now we know it wouldn't have made, it would not had she done that it would have made a good film. Mm. Maybe, obviously. Why do you think her character didn't do that though? I don't know. Because he's throwing her dad. Yeah. Because well, I wondered if there was like another agenda with her dad, or whether that would come into play later on. Because she clearly, obviously, loves her dad. Yes. And I didn't know why she was just refusing to do it. Whether the the room move would kind of be made by her, and it would come back to her, and this guy would have disappeared, and whether she'd take the blame for it, whether that was what was going through her mind, but. It was just very strange that she didn't just bring it up and say, yeah, move it. I can't tell you the reasons why, just move it. It was, wasn't it? Would you say that enough time then wasn't spent on building her character and, and, and her beliefs so we easily understood why she didn't do that? Do you think? Um, or, or was it just this, this film is one hour 25 minutes, it's something that the audience is just going to have to suspend their disbelief for and carry on? Yeah, I think so. Because a lot of it seemed... They seemed to rush some bits... But they also seem to kind of dwell on bits that were kind of irritating. That it took three goes for her or for him to get her to ring the hotel up, and each time she kind of did something or over the phone cut out, and she pretended. Then he obviously knew that she was lying of what she did in the bathroom. I don't know if you're going to talk about that bit as well, with regards to what she wrote on the mirror. Yeah, that's coming up. Um, and uh, writing in that lady's book as well. Yeah, and he, and she kept not doing what he said, and he he didn't kind of didn't really, out, he didn't really do anything. I thought that was a bit weak. No, I expected but, that, at least to hurt her. And, I know yeah. he headbutted her, but to yeah, do that something. came out of the blue, didn't it? That headbutt. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lisa pl- first plays to the call to a hotel. It's answered by a co-worker, Cynthia, who she spoke to earlier in the film. Uh, unfortunately, the line goes dead midway through the conversation, as you were saying. Uh, mm. It suddenly gets cut off, and Lisa tries unsuccessfully to fool to fool, obviously, uh, our, our mate Jackson. Mm. Um, into thinking that she was still on the call. And I thought, oh, that's quite a clever idea. Yeah. And then, I wouldn't say it's really tropey, but then he realised he's... He, very very early on now, we hear, we see he's not stupid. I quite like the fact that he saw another passenger's phone yes. that was see, out. That's, so, see, that's the thing. Thought, if that bloke wasn't sitting there and that phone didn't go wrong, he wouldn't be none the wiser. Yeah. We do, but we'd later learn that her, she wouldn't, his dad wasn't let go until the deed was done. So she would have been found out eventually. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and... and Quite quickly, the film says, look, this guy's t- he's quite a badass. Take him seriously. He knows what he's doing. He's not really to be played a fool. Um, so, and the message on the screen obviously says service temporary unavailable, as Drew was saying. Uh, now, Lisa attempts to find a way to keep both her father and Keith safe. Um, and uh, Keith safe. Her first attempt is when uh, the older lady um, from the check-in, the one that has the Dr. Phil book comes into the line to talk about talk about the book, saying you need to fill things out, and, st- yeah. and obviously um, she realises. Well, wait a second here. Here's an opportunity. Takes the book, whilst our friend Miss Jackson is once again helping the cougar. Yes. Does the cougar fancy him? I already said so. Yeah, I already said so. I think Why? she kind of fancies everyone because she's comes across as quite a rich single um, middle-aged oh, lady. I can't lift it up my nails. Yeah, yeah. who's uh, yeah, who's after a bit of fun. I got that impression. Whether it's just what goes through my mind. Would it? Would it have made a better film if the girl, in the, the girl, it would have the done, cougar, yeah. and the old lady got it, got killed, but no one really knew until right at the end or not. Uh, I mean, with the old lady, 
I laughed when I thought that Cillian Murphy killed the old lady. <laughs> she was asleep. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't moving. She, I went, I went, she's dead. Yeah. Lisa yeah. Banks right nah, right yeah, yeah. she's dead. She's dead. She's dead. Oh, she's awake. I know. Yeah. I mean, Lisa basically writes something in the book, very quickly realises that Mr. You know, Jackson's coming back, Mr. Ripner, hands her the book back, and obviously, once again, we find out he's not stupid. He knows she's written something in the book. He mentions it to her. Tell her, you, you know, I want that book back. What have you yeah. in the book? And then, then out of the blue, headbutts her. She had and the sparks yeah. her straight out. Yeah. I did not see the headbutt. I like the fact that um, he caught her or knew that she was going to write in the book because it's, it's done so many times, isn't it? Yeah. When people do that. And it's so kind of done before, uh, tropey, whatever you want to call it. And I like the fact that he knew she'd do that and he got it off her. And, and I wish for the shock kind of effect that he would have actually killed the old lady, whether he just kind of mm. done a commando and broke her neck or something, left her in the chair, that he would have done that, because it would have been quite good shock value and I suppose comedy value as well, that this guy is so fucking crazy that he will kill an old lady yeah. just to make sure that the mission is To get the job out. done. Yeah. And, and, uh, I think he would have made it creepier. Yeah, I think you're right. And the fact that we didn't see how he did it, she, we basically almost see what Lisa, we know what Lisa made. Yeah. She wakes up and we think the old lady's dead. Yeah. Fortunately for her, she's not. But I think it would have made it a scarier film. There's no length to this what this bloke will go to. Yeah, that's what I would have liked. Yeah. Him to, to at least do something, even if it's the cougar on the plane, that he goes into the bathroom and she's trying to on with him and he kills her. Just some kind of shock factor to show, as you say, the extremes that he'll go to to get this mission done. Because especially after she had three attempts at kind of sabotaging his plan... Um, like Rachel did, and or whatever Lisa, uh, Lisa yeah. that she did it, and she failed every time I got caught. That there wasn't really any punishment, so I'd like to someone else to get punished for her. There wasn't messing but around. I do think the film did a very good way each time she tried to do that. Is making it quite tense with the writing and before he comes back. Did he notice it? Oh my gosh, he did. Yeah. The woman's dead. No, she's not dead. But I felt that. I mean, what what in one way the fact that she wrote and he found out it kind of like teased the trope and then it cut the trope off. Yeah, so to speak, didn't it? Which I thought was quite good. Yeah, and there wasn't any one-liners from him either, was there? Was no. He was a serious character. No, he was He was quite the serious character. So any, anyway, um, Lisa tries again, as you were saying, we're going into the restroom after waking up with, goodness knows what a headache. It's quite nice for her, though. He's got the pills and everything ready for her. Um, and uh, yeah, she, as my other half said, would you take any pills given to you by him? Right. You're going... Yeah, very clever. She, she, your other half is a clever lady. She's yeah. had a long time. Yep. <laughs> so Ten dollars normally. I would, I, I would have taken the pill. Woken up in the Matrix or something, I'd imagine. So um, <laughs> the red pill. That's another film we need to do at some point. Is it a blue pill? Matrix. I forgot now. See, don't say this stuff and then not, not be able to back it up with facts. Yeah, I thought it was the blue pill you took in the Matrix. One of them is blue. One of them is red. Mm, but I thought you took the blue pill. Maybe took the blue pill. Yeah, don't touch a mirror after you do that. Yeah, weirds you out. Um, anyway, as she opens the door, um, she goes to the restroom. Mr. Uh, uh, mate Jackson is not really happy about that, but lets her go. He did initially say, you got a wee in a bottle, which I thought was a bit harsh for a lady. Yeah, it's a little bit not fair. No, exactly. Um, what if it was a number two? I don't know, you tell me. What, well, it what wouldn't fit in a bottle, would it? It'd be quite messy. No, no. So he, let, he lets her go oh, to the toilet. Oh, you got drip dry. Knowing, do what men do. knowing that, obviously, potentially, she could... Uh, Try and escape again, and she ends up um, a tense wait, let's say, for the actual uh, bathroom. 
We've all been there. We've all been there. She goes in there and then she decides, after a little cry, to uh, write on the wall. Because uh, the girl's next, this little girl. So, is that selfish of her? Because she knows the girl's next and the girl is going to be reading it out. And she knows, she did suspect that she may, he may have killed the old lady after freeing, you know. Well, I don't know. Was that wrong? Hard. Was that a bit selfish of her? No, because you could, you, no, because you thought, oh, the little girl, girl. yeah, no, no. the little girl, you thought, oh, you know, because she's going to do the whole, like, Macaulay Culkin type, pull through seats and stuff. You kind of thought, yeah, actually, be alright. I thought it was a good idea. You thought it was a good idea? Okay, fair enough then. Fair enough then. Just um, came back, it says, in the Matrix, the blue pill would allow Neo to remain in a fabricated reality, therefore living in the, right. the, the, the illusion, pill. and the red pill would lead him to escape them. Um, from the Matrix into the real world, therefore living the truth of reality, even though it is harsher and more difficult life. That's right. Well done. I acknowledged you. You outknowledged me. Acknowledged you really, me. did you? I did. I said it was the red pill. No, but, yeah, but we just said what colour pill was in the Matrix. There was a red pill. I said red. Pill. Yeah, but yeah, I and there was a red, red and blue pill. Yeah, it was a blue one, though, wasn't it? I win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway... You going to win the podcast now? That's Pardon? it. Yeah. <laughs> Best bit, worst bit. Let's go. Um, anyway, the small girl wanted to use the restroom. She, she patiently waits. And then, Lisa opens the door after writing pretty much help me, etc. Um, she basically says uh, the, uh, so that Jackson's character, there's a bomb on the plane. Quite well, because quite well, that would get everyone's attention, I'd imagine. Oh, I think it might do, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then she opens the door. We all think the little girl will still be there in line. And uh, Mr. Jackson appears, pushes her back in. And then, uh, bit of rough sex. Well, this, this is it. It must sound like rough. What they did in there, it wasn't very nice, obviously. This is when, we, this is when he sees the scar, obviously, on Lisa's, um, on Lisa's chest, which we saw earlier. But what do you think would have happened, though, if there was, if the bomb on the plane shout for help would have worked? There wasn't like a Sky Marshal present on the plane, was there? No. Well, you don't so, know, there might have been. But they could have brought him in, couldn't they? That would have been quite good. And have him killed. But, yeah, have him yeah. killed as well. Um, so he can actually take over the plane, but then obviously it's going to go in a different direction. But I don't know what they would have done if there was a bomb on the plane. Plus, rubbing soap off a mirror is a real bastard as well. So. I know. It was a good shout, though, wasn't it? I, I found it quite disgusting when she first went into the toilets. And when you think it's a plane, I thought about that as well. It's a plane toilet, and you've got so many people using it. And she gets in there, falls on the floor, holds onto the rim of the, uh, the seat of the toilet. And throws up. There's going to be piss. You see, and you say that all over that Some, floor. I, I, I will argue that a character like I don't think really cares about that. After what she's going, I think that's I would. No matter, I would, no matter what had happened. I'm yeah, sorry, I, could, I said that. I God. couldn't do that. You go on a, yeah, any gents' toilets you go in, the floor is covered in piss, <laughs> and there's no way I would go in there and just roll on around. You've got, on you've got to take waders, and that's not in a good disgusting. way. Right. Um, anyway, with all this bump and grinding going on in there, the flight attendant assumes a couple are in the process of becoming members of the Hub Mountain High Club. Is that something so no one really... No. Uh, no. Have you? No, I haven't done it, no. Okay. No. That's what she said. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm being 15 again. <laughs> so she doesn't... So um, no one actually intervenes. The little girl is savvy enough, though, to realise that things aren't... aren't that, you know, what they seem between uh, the man and the woman in the restroom. Yeah, the things aren't mostly what they seem mostly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, uh, she remains quiet about it. And that's what kind of annoys me. She does remain quiet about it. It's, it's not mentioned. And this is what, the, uh, one of the few things that 
a tinge of annoyance came in the film. We once again introduced these characters and nothing really happens with them. But she's just a kid though, No, isn't I know. She? And, uh, no one would believe her. That's a trope in itself, I know. Yeah, but if she thinks they are shagging in the toilets, then I suppose the stewardess doesn't want to go, okay, let's have a look and open the door. No, you're right. But then she doesn't mention no. But it, she, she knows. And I think it probably plays into the fact that she trips Jackson up later on with her, with her bag. Yeah. But we're introduced to these big characters and they play a very small role. You could argue it's somewhat pivotal, but it doesn't really go anywhere. And I, and I think the investment of that doesn't the, 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 for me there wasn't really much much payback no but I think it's only because it's a uh, a girl flying on her own I think if it would have been the old woman or the cougar and, or one of the the other guys like the young lads it may have had a different effect but it's just the young girl and the potential is that he is given away in the toilets yeah I mean that's what most people would have assumed yeah, yeah and he even makes out he is isn't he by smiling and yeah, yeah, cheapish. Yeah, the stewardess is like. Yeah, yeah, it's a wink when he comes out, yeah. and it's the, he, he gives that creepy air, as in, or something unsettling. I'm not sure about you. It's just the fact that she's been crying about a half hour before this. Yeah, and then they're banging each other. Yeah, and you're going mm. make up sex, maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. You tell me. You're the you're the expert. No, of I'm, not the, I'm not the expert of any kind of sex. <laughs> they, they, they call me Captain Missionary. So. <laughs> There you go. Um, well, just captain of something, I suppose. Well, very good. Well, they call you Captain what? Why do I have to open my mouth? Yeah. Why? Captain what? Why? I don't know, mate. I don't know. Pardon? I don't know. As, as I got told the, uh, last, last night, in fact, I got, I got told by uh, my other half I'm good at all the sex. You're good at all the sex? All the sex, yeah. So, friends. You're not always friends. No, yeah, it's not. No, it's a child that. You're good at all, all the, the sex. Yeah, it's a child that says the sex. What, what kind of sex does this cover? It, yeah, I don't know. That's why I, I well, questioned. Well, then I, I was like, who are you going to? Um, but no, apparently, apparently I'm good at all the sex. Behind? I don't know. Well, I'm, I, just, I, was, I was good at it. But obviously, the best 20 seconds of our life. So Sorry. it's amazing. You know, oh, so oh, it's oh, not oh, all about... Captain uh, Missionary, Captain Volva, and... Uh, Captain America. You're Captain America. What? Captain America. The, um, you know, that's the you can't be Iron Man and Captain America. That's not fair. Captain Iron Man. Is it? No, I'm Captain Xbox. You're Captain Xbox. Yeah. Oh, fair enough then. Right, and uh, with, with our powers combined, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It'll be, it'll be the best, most boring twenty seconds of your life. Exactly. Followed and at the end, it's um, X, Y, and triangle, but no circle. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, where was I? You were talking about uh, your Captain <laughs> Missionary. Yeah, but before that, Lisa wants... Okay, Lisa and Jackson then return to the seat and Lisa obviously makes a call to Cynthia. This is the lovely receptionist. And um, she um, basically informs that the keys are going to be moving room, etc. And their Secret Service escorts... I've no idea what I'm talking about, guys. I'm so sorry. Now, rewinding... <laughs> <laughs> when Lisa and Jackson yeah we last left it where they were in the uh, the toilets of the okay. plane they come out the toilet the little girl thinks okay that's something that's something's not right, quite right here we've got people thinking that they're now members of the Mile High Club when Lisa and Jackson return to their seats Lisa makes a phone call to Cynthia and then since Cynthia is a bit okay at first but this kind of you know thinks okay why are the keys having a different room she does question it yeah then she then, gets told about the plumbing yes very good to be honest by Lisa I yeah. thought that was fantastic Good improvisation. After doing that, after doing the dirty deed, Lisa wants Ripley to call the hitman and order him to stand down on her dad now that she's done her part. But our mate Jackson uh, 
thinks differently. And quite rightly, I think, he says, well, I'm not going to do it until the deed's done, and then your father can go. I can understand that. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? It does, completely. doesn't it? It doesn't make it... It doesn't, it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it any better, but yeah. But it doesn't it makes it more thorough, though. Make sure it, that everything is completed before we... Uh... Exactly. Um, and when she expresses concern uh, she, that the hitman may, may well get a tiny bit impatient, he uh, obviously reassures her that he'll, he's a very good dog, he quotes, and says he's only going to act out on my orders. So, now, he says the Keefs, and it's quite, you know, rather than Mr. Yeah. Keefe, and it's very, we then realise that it's going to be yeah, a whole Yeah, because that's family. when she goes a little bit bolo, doesn't she, and I kind of like, you can see the, more of a fear in her, uh, like an upset in her face. What have I done? Kind yeah, of thing, well, yeah. you know, kind of like, you're going to get rid of the whole family, because obviously she knows, she knows the family from the work at the hotel and stuff, and the fact, the whole lot are going to go, yeah, all right. And then that's when he sits there and he says, you know, good things happen to, uh, bad things happen to good people. And throughout the whole film he keeps saying that. And, yeah. and then it's like, well, if someone wants to do something nasty, I just get the job done and that's it. And it's very clinical, very mm. pure, straight phrases, no emotion. And it's just get the job done, doesn't matter what it is, and then we'll go. And then, yeah, it's just, that, yeah, it's just pure business, which I suppose for an assassin, or as he says, a manager, mm. then... Uh, that's what you need to be. Yeah. I reckon James would be a good one. James, James is very clinical. He's very... No, I'm not. I'm not clinical. I'm not thorough. I'm the only per- You know, the only the only thing that makes me look organised is the fact that Nim's on this podcast. <laughs> and that's, but there you go. Now the secret service do a thorough sweep of obviously this new room. But they they are very thorough, and it, it's very believable. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where they even they apart even, from uh, the dodgy search of the sofa, which I don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. They even. Um, they, I don't know what film we're doing next week. We got to think Any, of anything that happens outside of the, the actual words you're reading off the sheet, James. Yeah. You just can't. You suddenly just. It's like a mind blank. Well, it is. Yeah. I have no idea what film we're so doing. Next week. So you just go. I am. Over a, I am. I'm like a five-year-old child. Well, you like that at school. I was always a good mixer, but yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we didn't know. I know about your cocktails, but what cocktails do you choose? Anyway, sea breeze, they, maybe. Probably search the room. They do, they do a cracking job, apart from the sofa. And interestingly, one of them on the balcony notices, okay, there's this random fishing ship there when you boat. check it out. A boat, it's not a ship, so, it's a boat. So you know so much. No, but it's, What's oh difference? my God. At what point does a ship become a boat? So oh. I said, yeah, I said it was uh, a ship. What point does a ship become a boat? Yeah. Don't Google it. No, I can't Have a guess. My head. See, you're right. It's to, all to do with size. In Jaws, all to do with is, size. The, is the opera a boat or a ship? Or a canoe. What is it? Because I didn't realise this is another skill that you can bring to the podcast. This is quite exciting. We learn these different things. Motor engineer, aquatic engineer. Marine engineer. Marine engineer, absolutely. Busy fingers finding out, folks. At the moment, Graham is concentrating, looking for the difference between a ship and a boat. And I'm sure you're excited as I am to find out Uh, what the difference is. I don't know why. I'm... Anyway, oh. as Keith has been moved to the switch. Right, a boat can have oars, paddles, sails, or a motor to make it move. A ship is a large boat that can travel across deep waters such as sea and oceans. Doesn't a really ship, help us here. A ship is built to carry people yeah. or goods for long distances, okay. and a ship is propelled by sail or power. But it's all to do with the size of it. So when a boat is smaller. So when does a ship. boat? Yeah, but there's got to be. Do you see what I mean? There's got to be a point oh where a boat God. becomes a ship. Right, over fifty, over five hundred foot. All right. So this was a. Uh, this was a, a so- tiny little pleasure cruiser. That's all it was. That's not a boat. 
Is it a boat or a ship? Oh my you, God. What? So is it? So it's it a boat. boat. It's a boat. It's a ship. It's a boat. Okay. I have to say, right. at the moment, I love Graham's passion. Oh my God. Oh. Really so what do. is I it? Is it a Shut up. Right. Seven differences. Right. We tangent off. So stay with me. Seven differences between a boat and a, a ship and a boat. All right. Uh, size. Is everything. Yeah? Apparently so. No, it's not actually. Ooh. No, so I heard it's is not. It's what you do with it. And I was like, it's a scientific boat. study. And did you know that we British men, the British men are actually out of, this is my men's health magazine I was reading yesterday, right? Is actually British men are actually <laughs> in the middle of average. Yeah. Like, the average size is we're in the middle of the whole world. So like you've got the Congo at the longest and uh, I think like Italy is the shortest. But oh, UK men in the middle. Stack for you people oh, there. apologies yeah. if you are downloading this in Italy. Uh, but um as Graham points out that right, a ship can. Here you go. A ship can carry a boat, but a boat cannot carry a ship. That's the best way to do it. But you said this is a cruiser. Oh my god! It's just oh, just just What's stick with the, the fact that it's a boat. The... Just stick with the fact it's a boat, will you? Oh my god! If any of anyone who does download this podcast, I mean, I apologise first of all, has a boat or a ship. Uh, if they want to just right. in emails and also a ship because of its size is therefore operated by professionally trained navigators and engineers and a ship requires a captain to operate the ship guided to guide the crew whereas a boat doesn't alright there's other things such as propulsion and construction so and design that, that right? boat but they it, had there what is a it a boat it's, a boat. it's, it's just well, a boat my missus used to go barracuda fishing in South Africa yeah and her father was the skipper of the boat, and he was a proper authorised skipper. So boats can have skippers as well. They can, yeah. But no, a ship I'm not has to, with that. you're saying. But a ship has to. And a cruiser? Of, yeah. This is just a boat, okay. James. James, it's just a boat. Yeah. Right. I don't Thanks. know why Graham's so obsessed with I this, do you? I, I, I just wanted to know the facts. Yeah. Pair of... Pair of what? Boobs. Okay, fantastic. Um, anyway, after they do this, uh, as the Secret Service and the Keeps are preparing their, to go into their room, See the, ship. the plane is landing. Lisa confines. Confines? What the hell is that? I'm what really what the it. hell is confines? I'm an asshole. I know. Confide. Confides in Ritma. Obviously, telling him that the scar on her throat was from a knife held to her, uh, to her throat by a rapist two chest, years ago. Chest. But she says throat, interestingly. Yeah, yeah, in, even in. No. She says throat. No, it's held to her throat. Hey, boat the boy. scar says, is on yeah. her chest. Yes. I know, I'm getting there. A knife held to her throat. I didn't thought. say chest. Now, when Ripner observed that there was nothing she could do about it, and he basically says that in a really creepy way. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, because there's nothing you can do about it. She disagrees and tells him that she would never let it happen again. At this point, we see her grab the zombie, this weird zombie pen. Yeah, it was going to be a, a Simpsons pen. It was, but they couldn't get the... Uh, Right. Yes, that's right. Well Why done. Why not? I have no idea. Well, you can, well, you're being stabbed with a children's toy then, essentially, isn't he? And she stabs him in his windpipe. Does. Uh, yeah. Mm. And then at this point... There's not much blood, is there? It wouldn't be if you did it there. Oh, he's so wild! Okay. Why? Uh, Who is that? Can you explain <laughs> that? <laughs> he walked right into that. He really did. Why is that? Because oh, it only goes straight in the windpipe, so, doesn't know, it? It's a tracheotomy, is that right? Uh, yeah, because, yeah. So what do you, right what do you, realistically, yeah. when well, you've you, done that, you've obviously performed this no, before. No, no. Would he, would, he, oh would he still be alive? Yes. There's he no reason. Die. No, there's no reason. Why would he die? He just couldn't talk properly. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to talk and air would gush in and out of the hole, so he'd have to cover up the hole to breathe in and out of his mouth. 
right? Because you can still breathe because... I did, yeah, yeah, and you have to cover it up and stick your finger in it, yeah? <laughs> as long as your diaphragm moves up and down, the pressure changes in your chest, you can still suck air in. Oh dear. So he stabbed her with a uh, with a pen in his throat, and uh, no, that has my notes. I uh, know. I was just going to start because so there, there wouldn't be much blood no, commonly in this. No, Have no. you seen this done before? No. So, th but there wouldn't be because there's no there's not many blood vessels that would break. Give a pens to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's try it out. We'll get a uh, webcam set up and people can log in and watch someone, one of us being stabbed live. with a pen live. All for ratings. <laughs> if it gets more downloads, then I'm well up for that. Um, to stab one of you two. Right. <laughs> anyway, did uh, you know she was going to stab him? See, it's there, and you kind of think. I thought that because of the way that she was sitting, she would have gone for like, like his tummy or like his chest or something, and gone like, boof, yeah. like there, kind of like discreet. I didn't realise that she was going to go like full on fucking yeah, full on going for the old. Well, fair, I mean, so fair play to her. Give, give him, give him the situation, and um, obviously, pumpkins had his windpipe, damages his vocal cords which we've discussed, and Lisa climbs over him and she goes by. She takes his phone and obviously scr scrambles away. That's a good away, trick, though. Uh, yeah. Down the aisle, pushing the other passengers out of the way, and a young male passenger, who'd been forcibly accused of his friend by taking his pen, observes that now they know what happened to his pen. Yes. There's some joke about you not getting your pen back now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Lisa's waiting there, somewhat tense, until the door opens. They're suddenly like, wait there, you impatient woman, essentially. And this gives, us, gives uh, Jackson Ripner time to compose himself. But, uh, he does get up, and uh, he finds it quite difficult to get towards Lisa. And this is obviously when the girl, uh, the young girl that knows he's a bit dodgy, puts her suitcase in the way, and he trips over. I don't honestly think... I mean, obviously, this you is, have to suspend yeah. disbelief uh, like, completely, but I honestly don't think if someone's been stabbed in the windpipe with a pen that they would have been in a position to carry You've got to be chest. a proper nut job, I should think. Yeah, you'd have to be a loony. You just got to have something like that. Yeah, you're right, but he's, he's probably trained. And well, it's, no, no, I don't, it's, it's probably not training as such. It's probably just the fact that he is just that Could mentally be. unstable that that's... He, he, you've got the adrenaline that will stop the pain, but then you've yeah. just got the... What, what's gonna, everyone else would be like, ah, oh, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Or he's just automatically, he's, so he's got to be some kind of psychopath. No, yeah. I know. And while all this is going on, the men on the fishing boat um, have been cleared by the Coast Guard because yes. obviously the, everything had been searched. Interestingly, and this is when they fish up the uh, box that Stuart see, mentioned earlier. This, I thought, was amazing. As I said really good earlier, idea, I thought. That's I knew that was coming. I said to the see, I didn't guess it. I said, as soon as they leave, I said, the next thing they'll do is fish pull the box up. Did you say pull the box up or did you say, did you mean fishing out of the water? No, I just said pull the box up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I figured that. Had you said fish it out of the water, I'd, I'd be uh, amazed. What yeah, but that? what they've done, they, they threw it, obviously threw it overboard attached to, a, attached to the line. And then when they turned up and searched the ship, which they knew, searched the boat, which they knew they were going to do, then they've gone, all right. Nothing here, fine. And then they've gone, yeah, carry on, as if they're just, yeah. they've left the, the, the line in. They look so, but they I, didn't look like fishermen, like, they look like, like terrorists. You're wearing a bomber jacket. Who wears a bomber jacket fishing? Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. Mm. Where's your beard? You know, no. it's like, uh, yeah. Anyway, the, the last container is open, revealing uh, the component parts to an FGM-148 javelin man, portable fire and figure anti-tank missile. That, it is a massive bazooka, isn't it? I felt quite inferior when he was holding that. I really it is, it is like, but then you've got to, the wonder for me was 
he's on a boat, right, bobbing up and down in the sea, but and, he's, and, and he's aiming for... Well, it locks on. Yeah, it locks on to that, but, uh, which is fine. But then you kind of think to yourself, well, if he's bobbing about... And then, then it'll lock on to a set of Yeah, but then it's going to lock on. But then he's going to not be stable. So even though it might lock on, as soon as he releases it and it goes, then surely the back blast of it is going to take the boat out because he's that unstable that even though he might fight up in the air and it goes, still goes, boom. But when he points it up the wrong way, it and I thought I was just going to blow a hole in the boat. I didn't even thought that much into no. it to be honest. No, for me, it's the, uh, level, the level of concentration I had on it, how much of a boring for, evening I had, and how much of a rubbish weekend yeah, I had, really. Yeah, I'm sure your missus and we will appreciate you for that. For me, the, the, the film kind of starts to fall short, really, the minute she leaves the plane, for me. This is when the film, I think, uh, um, is for, for the worst part of the film. It kind of went a bit diehard, didn't it? It, it went a bit silly. Was, yeah, it was a bit stupid, to be honest. Um, yeah. Um, it lost all its suspense, didn't it? It did, didn't it? Uh, and it kind of annoyed me. Um, anyway, the men on the fishing boat, after assembling the weapon, the weapon, we cut back back to Lisa, who's fleeing the plane. She removes her sweater, throwing it in the bin, which is quite, quite good. Um, and security have already been alerted. At this point, I was quite confused as to, does Lisa think the security are after her as well now? That's what I wondered, are they after yeah. her or after him? And, I, and it never was really was quite clear. No, but... It, I would have thought there would be a description. She didn't put her hair up. No. no. She's nothing like that, and yet they still run straight past her. Yeah, I think they'd be looking for a man with a pen sticking out of his throat rather than, <laughs> Probably. Rather than her. Um, anyway, she steals an SUV from a driver outside the, uh, outside, um, the airport, and then she makes a call on Ripley's phone, which, uh, trope! I knew that was going to happen if she started. It had two bars yeah. on this old Nokia. Uh, and it if that Nokia must have lasted, that must have been really? on solidly for about a month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go to the drive a flat battery. It and must me, have been on for a month. Mr. Ripner, he's that much of an organised guy. You would have thought he would have had a full battery. He would have had a full battery. Yeah, that quite. And that was a trope for trope's sake. And, and it was, me. just one more, just one more, just one more. Yes. And she managed to make two phone calls and then it just drops out. She makes a phone call one. to the, uh, she makes a phone call saving Keith's life. The kid, the Keith's life. There was the no air. suspense there, was there? For me, even though she kept saying one yeah, more, Yeah, but you didn't need more, it. I, just, I don't think, no, because oh. as you said, it kind of, for me, it did lose it when it got onto terra firma, so to speak. It yeah. was just like, I was just like, well, really? Uh, no, I mean, what's she going to do now? Exactly, the Secret Service uh, get the Secretary's family out just seconds before the missiles. I don't know whether I never knew what watch side of whether that security man died or not when he saw the missile come. No, he didn't. He, came, he, he went did running, he didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he went running, but did he? Make but it? it was funny. It was one of those like who framed Roger Rabbit moments. It was a. It was. It was just oh, like that. And the special effects for the rocket shockingly bad. Yeah. 25 million pounds! Oh. What were the, other than the actual plane set itself? It was awful. It's all, it all went, it all went on the plane. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. It did. It did. No one on the explosion no. at all, it was it, that, shocking. That, that, yeah, I mean, Lisa's, that wouldn't have bothered me had the film not completely started taking a downwind, like, yeah. nose dive. They rushed the, it, like, they rushed the end, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, Lisa's still driving, calls out to her father, the cell phone battery dies, as, as obviously Graham mentioned. Um, he hears Lisa. He she uh, rushes to the father's house, sees the hitman who we've, we've seen previously in previous scenes, knows who he is, and basically runs him over. Fair play to our thought. But nice one. why didn't he go in the house and like, that? Yeah, he, he, no, he's waiting for the call. He, he, so he's waiting outside to go and do it, and then he gets run over. Yeah. But then he stands there, lines up a shot. He's meant to be a hitman, right, for a start. 
Really? He's, that, no, he's no John Wick, is he? That, no, exactly. And that bullet would have gone through the windscreen and hit her. But yet, she's perfectly fine. Because it just hits the windscreen. And then she goes, oh, shit. And then moves the red for the second one. Yeah, it's and you're going, all right. And then she drives, well, yeah. Takes yeah. him out. And then Mike, you know, when you see him lying on the floor in a pool of blood, I went, yeah, he's dead. They really are rushing the end, aren't they? Yeah. And then yeah, I thought, are. oh, well, they obviously didn't spend a lot. All the money in this film went purely <laughs> on I mean, the hydraulics, are... the shitty air, um, the shitty kind of hotel scene. And then they went, oh, we've run out of run out of budget we're just going to have to do it in one house yeah it's crap we're just going to we're just gonna have to run around the house yeah I mean um, right brilliant she find, yeah talking about the house Lisa finds her father inside he's shot uh, not only by a vehicle slamming into the front door but he, he's obviously said he's made the call women drivers eh Lisa calls the hotel to check on things there everything looks okay despite the massive hole no doubt in the hotel and Lisa hurries to the kitchen uh, to make sure her father is alive after seeing Ripner. Yes, he's yes. back, isn't he? he Trope. Is. This is just so. This basically turns into the end of Scream, doesn't it? Unfortunately. And over the course of the next few minutes, they have a fight, and basically, she shoots. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to give this thing much credit now. See, it ends up. I've played hockey in a while. She shoots it. She shoots yeah, him in the end. I've played hockey in a while, but I'm pretty sure hockey sticks are still pretty fucking hard. Oh yeah, she, she hits him with a hockey yeah. stick. But then, did anyone else think? Here's Johnny. When she went in the bathroom, locked the door, and he was trying to get the door in. I, I was just annoyed at this point. Um, that's, the first, that's the only thing that went through my mind. Yeah, because yeah, you knew he wasn't going to be by the shower. That, that kind of moment of when they tried to get suspense going wasn't there at all. No, I think it, it went, and I don't think you were ever yeah, going to get too, it back there was, at this there point. There was too many entrances and exits for, yeah, that, for that, it to work. That chase around the house was really boring and pointless. It, there was no suspense at any point running through yeah. that house. No. As you say, getting smacked by a hockey stick would snap your arm. Completely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it not even that. Shit. I was. I, I can honestly say I was from the from the beginning of the film to probably when they got off the plane. I was glued, as in like I was like in suspense. I was yeah. really enjoying the film until this point, and then it just took a downward downward turn. I mean, after the hockey thing, Lisa obviously shoots him with a with with, with a gun. Then the dad shoots. Uh, it was the gun that again. the assassin yeah. came out of his hand, wasn't it? And then uh, Jackson. Uh, and then Jackson gets shot by the dad. Obviously, saving saving the day, which you knew was going to happen. It was just a matter of when's this going to happen. Yeah, when's he going to die? And yeah. then Lisa returns to the hotel and she greets um, the somewhat frazzled Cynthia. And Cynthia observes that most things went pretty well overall during her absence, other than the big hole. The, the, the one little incident. The Homeland Secretary expresses his gratitude briefly, and I think, wait a minute, I want to thank you a bit more than that. You saved my life and my family. How about I, I just said, look, mate, I tell you what. How about I'm paying for you a holiday or, d- or something yeah. more than just was, a thank you. We'll talk. It was a rushed ending, yeah. wasn't it? And everyone was like, no, come on, sir, we need to get going. No, yeah, and it was a bit like, you know, for everything she must have gone through, it wasn't much of a payback, you felt, um, no. unfortunately. And the old man and old woman that were initially complaining. Oh, so funny. Take a comment, I'll just stick out your ass. Really? Exactly I, yeah, I knew what was going to happen. I kind of liked it. It kind of like bookended the film. You know, you know they they began complaining just, at the end. It was it rushed. Yeah, it wasn't funny because in a minute she's either going to tell her to fuck off or tell her to stick up her ass, what she did. So there's no kind of enjoyment there. There's no payoff. Shove it up your ass. Yeah, there was no payoff there for the audience watching because you think, right, just tell her to fuck off and then we can get on with the next scene or hopefully the exactly. scene will finish. No, you're right. Um, 
the one bit of trivia I didn't miss out in the scene in the play in the plane bathroom, Cillian Murphy actually missed the place to throw Rachel McAdams. She hit her head and was knocked unconscious for half an hour. After that, she was ready for work and Murphy was afraid to do it again. This was a captain of film and included in the gag reel on the DVD. In the take that's uh, in the film, Murphy's hand can be seen holding the back of McAdams' head to guard, it, to guard her from hitting it again. What a gentleman. Absolutely. This was originally allotted $44 million. The movie's budget was later cut back to 25 I think it suffered due to that. I don't think so. Okay. I, th- I mean, I know we're going to get into best bit, worst bit, overall. Yeah. So, next one. However, yeah. however, I do feel that I think the film should have ended on the plane, or as they were getting off the plane, and then most of it should have taken place on the plane. Um, I, I don't know, I just think that... It's yeah, a limited the, story. It is a limited story, yeah. but there's so many other really good films, like Air Force One, that pretty much... I mean, you know, I'm not saying this compares to Air Force One, but take the, that, or, you know, end on the pretty Didn't much... Air Force most One of had Steve Seagal in? It... Was that the Air Force One? No, you're thinking, ah, oh, uh, primary directive or something like that. No, that was one where the um, special, like the Seagal Delta Force get in there. Yeah, yeah, and and then Seagal he gets sucked off the plane. I know, it? I didn't expect that. That was a Samuel L. Jackson moment from yeah. Deep Blue Sea, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I didn't expect him to get sucked off. So there we go. Best bit, worst bit. Who wants to go first? Yes, I'm more than happy to. Okay. Um, I thought the best bit of the film maybe was the initial kind of 45 minutes. I thought that was quite good. It was a lot of suspense. You didn't really know the direction it was going to go in. Um, the worst bit, as Graham said, was the landing, and from then onwards, the end of it was really rushed. They lost all of the suspense. There was no payoff to what actually happened on the plane, which would have worked really well. If you would have got some kind of massive payoff of suspense or drama, um, it would have been really good, but it just they lost it and they rushed it. And everything went downhill, the special effects, all of it went downhill. So uh, that was a shocking ending, which was a shame, really, because it was, it was going quite well. It was going it was. quite a nice pace. Um, I give the film a two and a half out of five. Wow! And I don't think... I wouldn't really recommend it. And if it was on again, I wouldn't watch it. And if, there was, if it was on telly, I, I wouldn't say, tell someone to, no? to watch it. Not that I've got any credibility anyway, but it's... Uh, a film, it's a no-brainer type of film. So I was going to give the film a three, because I did enjoy it, and I thought the first 45 minutes were fantastic. It was looking at a four for me at that point, and then I got to take like two months off, and then it went down to a two right at the end. So I figured the average between that, between the two, is probably a three. Because yeah. I thought that they did a really, really good job. The set, the plane set was really good, other than the name of the actual air, airline. Um, I thought that both... Rachel McAdams and Cillian Murphy did really, really well in the roles. He's really, really creepy. Mm. You know, she, she was, you know, quite believable. Um, the other characters in there, I did feel that they didn't do enough. But there was so much suspense and it really had me, honestly, had me so glued to, um, to, to watching the film until the plane landed. It did really well, I was well, transfixed. Though. At the cinema, this did well. In America and um, over here, like worldwide and it done really really well on rentals as well yeah yeah kind of over 100 million so they, they got their money back oh they did they did they did it they absolutely did it's just as Stu was saying it's just the ending and, and you felt like after watching that it, no real payback at all and nothing that's the yeah. thing that frustrated me the most but I'm giving it three only because those first 45 minutes oh, I would say a great start and it really was a thriller as is it's meant to be and you really did felt the suspense and stuff. And again, same 
echo everything you guys have said, it really did get pants as soon as it landed. If it kept that level of suspense and the, the thriller side of it, because it went from thriller to action movie, and you're going, yeah, it takes yeah. a long, it takes a big old film to be able to do that. So keep the suspense going and keep everything subtle, then yeah, it probably would have worked when she got off the plane. But when it went all, you know, last action hero and just went tits up at yeah. the end, that kind of lost it. And then for me, yeah, I think it was rushed. So really best bit was the suspense and just that bit on the plane. Worst bit, the whole of the ending. I'll be the same as Stu, give it a two and a half, and I wouldn't watch it again. Same here. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, we'll watch it again. Very average film then. But next up. Uh, Next up, as I just decided, is 1995 Assassins, starring Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas. Is that a film you've seen before? It is. It is one of my favourites as well. So I will do the notes and stuff. But yeah, it's a, I, I, it's a, I like the film and it's just one I thought, well, as we've got to wait a couple of weeks to do our, our next epic Star Wars one, I thought we might as well do, a, do, do one of them. So uh, yeah, Assassins in 1995. Assassins. I think I've seen it once. I don't even know any of the storyline to it. It's, it's, no Seagal? No. No. Okay. I did say one of my favourites. It, if Seagal <laughs> died, would it be happy? If Seagal died, the characters died in it, would he be happy? Uh, no, because it would ruin the film, because I do actually quite like this film. Okay. Who's the director of that? Do you know? Is I that Robert Rodriguez film? Interesting to see if it is. Anyway, if, um, thanks again for downloading. If you've got to the end of this, you've obviously made the, uh, the amazing choice of downloading it. It's not. It's no. a Richard Donner film. A Richard Donner? Another Richard Donner film that we've done. Yes. So, Another one. How many have we done? Goonies um, was one, wasn't it? No, we did the, uh, oh, I can't remember, off the top of my head now, I can't remember, senior moment, my age, you can be forgiven. Um, thanks for downloading, you can leave us feedback <laughs> on iTunes. You tap out. Yeah, tapped out on that, yeah. Just log in, leave us feedback, it's really nice to know if you like what you hear or there's something else we could do uh, to improve it. I mean, we haven't got Nim here today, so we are listening to some feedback. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, send us an email uh, at thefilmrealcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. Follow us. Chat to us. Any recommendations for films, let us know. And we're on Facebook as well. And we're more than happy to chat. So, and the uh, website, thefilmrealcast.co.uk. Yeah. Which is all up to date, isn't it? It is all up to date, yeah. Yeah, go on the episodes page. You can catch all our previous episodes. Uh, and you can contact us via that page as well. And because of clever editing by Stu, that will be... The page for episodes for the next 10,000 years, I'd imagine, what you've done to that. It Fantastic. will be, yeah. We can fit another 10,000 episodes on that. There you so go. When we're in an old people's home and still smashing these podcasts out, it will still be on that page. Fantastic. So, thank you very much. See you later. Uh, goodbye from me. <laughs> goodbye. Cynthia, you have got to get Keith out of that room. But you already changed him. No, Cynthia, it's got nothing to Look, I think something's going to happen. You... Listen, pull the fire alarm. Lisa, what the hell are you... Evacuate the whole park and everyone out. You've got to go up there now and physically tell them. Tell them that Keith is a target. Cynthia, Keith is a target. Somebody's going to kill him. Shit. Shit, shit. One more, come on, one more.
Hello? Thank you. 